This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon Joe, my host, not Dan, but we've got Nick. Thank you very much, sir. We're going to be doing Champions League midweek match review, right, Nick? We got uh, Lille, leg one, uh, going to be covering off in... Look, Dan's too busy for us, so thankfully we have many friends to call upon. Yeah, I mean, I think some of you probably know Dan recently got a tiny uh, wiener dog uh, looking uh, thing. It's adorable, to be fair to him, but uh, to be he's fair a to puppy. Terry. Yeah, to be fair to Terry, who's really Terry's choice. Uh, <laughs> to be fair to Dan, uh, he's doing that tonight, and so he has a little bit of, of extra responsibility. But we're bringing in a heavy hitter. Right. Okay. We're bringing in a pod favorite, bringing in someone who is requested basically every week to be on the show. Jenny Chu, what's up? What's up? Do I actually get requested? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. I love that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The people love you. You've earned it. So, yeah, we've got our very own CBS Sports Champions League reporter joining us for a midweek Champions League match. Uh, a lot of catching up beforehand, but it's been great. Obviously, uh, Jenny been doing more of the national team stuff of late. But, uh, yeah, I mean, CBS, it's going well. It's been, you've been killing it. Thank you. I know you guys watch my U.S. men's national team stuff because you guys tweet at me. So, mm-hmm. appreciate it. Appreciate it for watching. How was the uh, how was the live uh, with, uh, with Nico today? Yeah. Uh, he actually called me like an hour before and was like, Hey, let's do a live. And I was like, no, I don't work today. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he like FaceTimed me and was like, hurry up. Like, it's just going to be very informal. We'll just talk. You know, the game, we'll just talk about the game. I'm like, uh, fine. And then he, he told me to make sure I said hello to you guys. And the London is blue pod. So yeah. Nico Cantor, love you guys. Loves you guys. Well, it is and very much. Him. Yeah. Mutual. So that's awesome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, we got a match review today, so we'll jump into it. Obviously, we're going to be looking at uh, an actual attack and Tuchel's bet paying off on that one. Uh, we're going to be looking at the continued mystifying and mesmerizing case of Tiago Button. And then lastly, <laughs> Angolo doing Angolo things. Um, because again, if you poke the bear, you will get bit. Thank you. Um, and Chaos and Trophies right off the bat, Nick, tweeting, we're finally going to get a happy Nick on the pod, exclamation marks. Are we? He he's been missing for some time, admittedly, but uh, but yeah, I think I think there's some positives to take away from directly this, so. correlated to Christian. No, the, the just the flow of the game. It was oh. it was great. It was a lot more fun to watch than anything else that we've been doing recently. So yeah, what what a bit of a surprise. All right, well uh, we don't have Dan, but we're still going to do the three hundred match review, obviously, to get a temp temp check of where everyone's at. Uh, Brad hitting us with Chelsea completes Tuesday and he spelled Tuesday T W O S D A Y, uh, two 22, I didn't even realize that today. Um, wow. Mr. Thurman says Lil engine couldn't as in the little engine that couldn't, uh, and there'll be Dolly saying Lil bit better. Uh, Poco like saying King Kai K nine, but he said it's really King Kai can nine. Number nine, yeah. Uh, Kai's my nine from Bill of Rights. LeBron of gritty Ing <laughs> says Ben Stanzel. Uh, because why not add another, what is Christian uh, else the, the LeBron of? Oh, uh, Keith, we get the Dos Acero. Uh, Bundesliga, or CFC Central says the Bundesliga way. And Flanth coming with it, the Dos Acero again. So, uh, look, people are happy. 
and understandably so. Um, we'll kind of get into why, maybe different reasons. But Nick, what is your three-word match review? Um, if you've seen the wonderful movie Cool Runnings, then feel the rhythm will make sense to you. But this is in reference to the Chelsea attack and forward movement today. The Jamaican bobsled team, eh? That is that is correct. Yes. Jenny, what about you? I know you're worried about this, but I'm sure you're here to deliver. I'm always so bad at these. Um, but no, I, I was masterclass, one word, two words. Whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. I got one. Tiago Silva masterclass. It's all I tweeted about. It, I can confirm that. Yeah. Nick was like, I wonder what she's going to talk about. I thought that was so funny. Also can confirm he's a good looking older man. As some yeah. people wow. consider him to be. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, I put let's blame Lukaku because why not? It seems like the easiest thing to do right now of everyone. Uh, As far as the most of Chelsea Twitter concerned, Lukaku is as good as gone and Kai is the number nine. Like put him through the middle, solved, problem solved, never going to need it again. Uh, A little bit of tongue in cheek there. So um, unfortunately, no Apple podcast reviews, but we're up to 693.50 ratings on Spotify, which is great. So uh, break that 700 threshold. We're almost there. We'll give you a shout out. You guys, that's impressive. That's crazy. We're cranking. They just Your your fan base is awesome. That's incredible. Look, the people love us. When we endorse people that we like, they support them. So, like, Jenny, we're putting full endorsement your way, you know? Okay. Yeah. You you know I'll retweet you guys. I, I'm a fan <laughs> of y'all. I get, I get podcast requests quite often. I'm like, no, but y'all are my friends. Oh, uh, well, we love that. <laughs> I mean, we flew to Porto just to meet you, so there's got to yeah. be something. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think. Oh, okay, good. You are verified on Twitter. I just yeah, but not Instagram. Can I know. I just want to make Instagram? sure that like we were friends with at least someone. You're verified on one platform. I just want to make sure. Otherwise, <laughs> I can't be on the pod if I'm not verified yeah, on geez. Twitter. Well, <laughs> no, not that bad. But yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, let, let's just jump right into it. We don't need to get too much. It's midweek. We don't need to get through all the the different layers of this one and just jump into the match details. Before we do, Nick, 31st minute, very important and quite emotional time. Yeah, it's been a hard. A few days in the Chelsea community. Um, on Sunday, we found out that Jamal Edwards, who uh, is you know we considered a friend of the show and was a friend to apparently every person in the UK and and then some, uh, passed away at the age of thirty one. Um, and you know tributes are pouring in. Uh, it doesn't take long to figure out how much impact this cat had on a ton of people's lives and. You know, it ripped me apart because, you know, we had a chance to meet him uh, in 2019 and for a guy of his profile to give us all the time in the world and to have a few beers with us and just chat about Chelsea and chat about life and to, you know, think about stuff we could potentially collaborate on. And uh, the fact that we didn't do that and, you know, that his potential is kind of um, extinguished at 31 is just brutal. And I think the the Chelsea community rallied around him today and, and over the last few days, which was beautiful to see. Uh, but yeah, just heart goes out to his family and everyone who, who loved him because he had more impact in 31 years than a lot of people do in their entire lives. So brutal, uh, brutal couple of days. Yeah. I mean, community builder is probably the easiest thing to say. I mean, everything yeah. he touched, uh, he, he left it in a better place than when it started. And he was very much about using um, his privileged place that he had earned Mm-hmm. Um, to get companies and brands and people of status to give back 
to to a lot of different communities and things that needed it. So again, like rest in peace, Jamal. Super super heartbreaking to get that news over the weekend. Um, but uh, so well done to everyone. Thirty first minute uh, minute applause for Jamal. So um, glad that was executed as you'd expect uh, the way it should have been. So um, yeah, it's just super sad. So the rest of the the information obviously we played Lil. Uh, from France, this past Tuesday, the 22nd of February. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's like a 2-22-22 thing earlier. Uh, it was in the Champions League at no. Stamford Bridge. Scoreline, Chelsea 2, Lille nil. Uh, goals coming from Averts in the 8th minute. Pulisic in the 63rd minute, which was so good that we could score more than one goal that wasn't a penalty. Um, no fist and highlights, so we can just jump into the lineup. Nick, who did Tuchel go with and reverberate around Chelsea Twitter? Yeah, we, we heard a, probably a few hours before the game that Lukaku was not likely to start, uh, which I was honestly surprised by, uh, to be fair. Like, I would have bet that he'd start basically every game just because of his profile and stuff like that. But uh, Mendy between the sticks, that is uh, world's best goalkeeper, Edouard Mendy, unlike the BT sport crew who consistently get it fucking wrong. Um, Come on. Figure it out quickly. Uh, Christensen, Silva, Rudiger in the back line, Espilicueta and Marcus Alonso regaining their wingback status, uh, Conte and Kovacic in the midfield, Ziyech, Kai Havertz, and Christian Pulisic up top, which I think, uh, based off of our Palace performance, you expected Ziyech. I wasn't sure you were going to get the other two. So that is, uh, it's kind of how that went, which was a huge gamble, right? Uh, you know, to not play Lukaku, to play Havertz up top, uh, it's a big deal. Uh, unused subs of Keppa, Jorginho, uh, Lukaku, unused sub. Uh, Bettinelli, Trev Chaloba, Mason Mount, Kennedy, Harvey Vale with uh, substitute appearances from Timo Werner, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Sal Niguez, and uh, Melang Sar. Uh, Jenny, lineup came out. Obviously, everyone was shocked or not that Lukaku wasn't in it. Um, but to me, I kind of looked at this, and it, this might be a little bit weird to say, but it looked like a European lineup. You know, like you have to approach the Champions League one way. I think when you play uh, continental football, like you don't need always the big bruiser striker in in these situations. What did you make of it um, seeing Lukaku being dropped? I think I was also surprised by it. But if anybody is going to make a big move like that, it's Tuchel. Like we we can see that he's not afraid to do that. Um, Whether or not I agree with like where mentally Lukaku is going to be now, I think that you know, Tuchel said it best in the post-game press conference that, hey, they played, a lot of people didn't play, and the conversation is still about Romelu. And for that, it's like constantly negative. You know, that that hurts, the fact that, you know, I I think he specifically said, this is like a team sport, everyone, and was like kind of harping on why is everybody still asking about him, making it all about him. Um, Maybe this is exactly what he needs, is just like a little bit of pressure off of him for Tuchel to kind of like, show other people like, Hey, we, we have these players, they can do that. So that when he does play, there's not as much pressure on him, which isn't fair considering his price tag and considering, you know, the footballer that he is, but I don't know. I, I keep having this question mark of whether it's a system or whether it's, it's him. And it has to be a little bit of both because last season and the, and the season before he was incredible and in scoring so many goals. Uh, was it with Lautaro Martinez? Mm-hmm. Like he had somebody that was combining with him. That's not happening now. Um, it's not that he lacks the quality. I don't know exactly what I would, I, I mean, you guys watch week in and week out. What, what do you think it is? 
I mean, he, he did just start 10 games in a row prior to this, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, I don't know if that's been topped by anyone except for Mendy or Rudiger this season. You know, if you, if you're being honest about it, like that, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's as big of a deal as people want to make it out to be, but I also, if you have seven touches in a game, like that's a, it's a big like bread flag. And again, like there are a bunch of people in the last couple of days, Brandon, that are coming out and saying, you know, showing uh very favorable uh, screenshots of how he wasn't getting the ball in the last few games. And some of those are accurate. You know, we're talking to tweets about that in our WhatsApp and some of them are just complete fabrications, right. Of, of moves that he wasn't going to make uh, to get a ball. So, uh, I mean, the rest of this season for him, if he wants to, I think is about putting his head down and earning back a lot of trust. And it's been that way since the interview and probably will continue to be that way. And I hope that he shows up in the league cup on Sunday and does the job. Like that's all there is to do. I mean, Mason Mount has been dropped and got the death stare from Tuchel as he admitted, but uh, it's just less talking about him. And I think it's kind of the way that Mount handles himself. And obviously strikers are just a different breed in general. So, um, yeah, but funny reporters, you know, Tuka's like, yeah, it's a team game. Like, great. Uh, Trent Krim from the independent. I would like to talk to you about <laughs> Lukaku. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, I thought we just talked about this, but I guess not. So anyway, some of the top line stats from this one might surprise you. Chelsea mm-hmm. with a mere 51% possession. We had nine shots, four on target. Lille had 15 shots, but only two on target. We had four corners to their six. We had 13 tackles there, nine, no offsides, a caution apiece. And at XG philosophy coming in with Chelsea at the 1.8 XG to Lille's 0.66. So uh, while they had more shots, they were clearly not very dangerous. Uh, at Opta Joe with one random stat. Five, Chelsea are the first English team in the history of the European Cup slash Champions League to win five consecutive home matches without conceding a goal fortress, which was quite exciting. And we finally got another NPET shithouse moment of the match. Uh, Jenny, that's the Nick Verlini patented eye test. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we only do proper stats on the show, Jenny. Um, <laughs> this was good. And it shows me that Kai is feeling himself again. Like, I think he, he's in it. He was interrupting throw ins, trying to grab the ball as the, as the opposition player uh, was, I think it was mostly Bombo, was trying to throw in the ball. Uh, and it was, it was stupid little shit like that of like him kicking the ball away and like just fucking with him a little bit that I really appreciated. And, uh, and look, we need more of that. You know, I think when this team was playing well earlier in the season, there was more of that. We need to get back to a little bit more shenanigans in, in Europe, I think. Yeah. I will say that some of the videos that we've seen like of them post game, which I mean, not that many, but like, it seems like he has such a funny personality and he's obviously like goofy. The more that we see his personality on the field, I feel like the better the better player he's going to be. If he's not afraid to like show those things, I don't know. Does that make any sense? Am I speaking? It, no, it does. It does. He he's a he's <laughs> kind of included. a weirdo. Yeah, he's a he's a little bit of a weirdo, and I like it. Why not? Well, uh, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever uh, that uh, Kai is a bit of a weirdo. So, anyways, uh, Joe <laughs> Tweeds did have an XB expected bodies. Uh, Kova on the edge of the box, getting absolutely stuck in. Uh, no, no interest in the safety for that, for that man. But, uh, and the ref saw it all the way. The ref was like, get up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no issue there, but he absolutely bodied him. It was yeah. great. 
Uh, the ref was clever today. He also saw when Alonso tried to run into a defender, but yet wrapped his arm around him and pulled him down. Uh, the referee's <laughs> like, no, Marcos, uh, that was mm. terrible, actually. Uh, again, <laughs> Champions League, just the, the terrible reminder that the officiating in the Premier League is so bad and that it's Ugh. quite better elsewhere uh, in neighboring countries. So, All right, we're going to take our ad break. When we get back, though, jumping right into uh, talking about the attack. Right. In a good sense this time, it was not so good last time. So thank you to sponsor for financially supporting the show. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, on the flip side, Nick, we already recorded with Ollie Glanville, uh, a pod uh, cap for him talking about the League Cup. So get a little bit of hype in a mallet bag that the listeners will be able to listen to on Friday. That is correct. Yeah. Ollie, first time guest, uh, wonderful contributor to the show. It's a fun one that we're doing. Uh, and then uh, obviously we will be back after the League Cup with hopefully a celebratory podcast on Monday. So stay tuned for, yeah. for more action there. Again, Jenny, third trophy before the end of February this season, potentially on the blocks for Chelsea. That's incredible. Not bad. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the trophies. I had a conversation with, I think, on the Instagram Live with Nico. People asked specifically, can Chelsea still win Champions League with all of the injuries? Where are you guys right now with that? No. I don't think so. Dan does. Dan thinks we're going to win the league too, though. So it's, you know, Dan against the world mostly. But um, yeah. Reese and Ben have been absolutely integral yeah. to all of the mm -hmm. success when we had it. Yeah. And, and like the way we defended uh, against Atletico Madrid, against Real Madrid, and against City in the final, I mean, Alonso has his uses, but it's not that. Like when we saw Chilwell run himself into the ground, coming out to chase everything and shut down the wing, like, it takes a lot to do it, and I just it, th those guys are pretty irreplaceable in the squad right now. Yeah, I, I I think that's correct. I mean, it's entirely possible the team could figure out some sort of back four thing to get us through to the semifinal. But yeah, I mean, if you looked at the way Alonso played today, I just don't. I was gonna say the one player that really frustrated me today was him. Like, yeah. really frustrated me, which is maybe unfair how you know when when one thing annoys you about someone and then everything <laughs> starts to annoy you about that's where i was with him and i was like just stop tweeting about it jenny let it go and i was Tw trying to find the positives silver fox tiago silva you know what i'm saying <laughs> no one even knows the joke and they're gonna be so confused <laughs> this makes it even better all right well let's look at an actual attack in tuchel's bet paying off so dan wrote in the script is this an actual attack question mark uh, are we finally getting Kai going? Well, Squawka would like to break it down a little bit for you. Says Kai Havertz, last three goals for Chelsea, League Cup semifinal, Club World Cup final, and the Champions League last 16. The man for the big occasion. Uh, and obviously, Nick, everyone wants to know, is he better centrally? Is he better as one of the tens and behind? Where do you typically play Kai? And it seems like as of today, it was a good reminder that he can do pretty good job up top. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, compared to what we've seen over the past six weeks, this was a breath of fresh air. It was a lot of movement, a lot of selfless running uh, to open up spaces for other players. It was a lot of crisp passing, which we haven't seen uh, in the final third in some time. And it was a lot of individuals taking ownership for their role in the attack and uh, you know, I think Havertz being up there and the way that he was moving absolutely did in uh, the Lille uh, central defensive partnership. And it was 
so apparent from like the first minute that it was going to work. <laughs> I, I mean, it, we ran out of blocks. It was it was fantastic. I mean, he had that early difficult chance that as he kind of put uh, into the into the middle of the box and, and he couldn't quite get his foot wrapped around. And then he had a couple of other chances early. Then he finally got his goal. And uh, I don't know how you feel about him, Jenny, but to me, I like the way this looked far more than I have any other performance recently. No, I agree. But I think that one thing to mention is that he looks more like the the Bayer Leverkusen Havertz that we had watched highlights of, like the, the, the dynamic confidence that we saw off of him today was way more familiar to that timing. So yeah, he scored in, in these big games, but it was a little reminiscent of that. And that, that's exciting to see. Um, and what two holes brought in to make sure that Kai delivered. And then he's, he's, he's feeling some, something. Um, I did like the attack today. I think all three of them played really well. Um, all of them contribute on the defensive end, which obviously helps um, everybody else around them. Uh, I don't know if we can like do it in every game and every formation that we play up against, but I, I was really happy with how fluid everything was. You know, the, the movement from, from defensive transition to offensive transition was so much quicker than we have seen in, in many of these games. And that's what was lacking. Everything was a little bit too slow. You saying that the passes are crisp. Absolutely. You look at the passing percentage of all the players and they're really high. Um, everybody was just seemed to be on. And I don't know whether that's like a, is it like a, a bit of a, I don't, I don't want to say a bad word here, but like a, screw yeah. you to Lukaku like to for everybody to put it together I don't know like I don't really know what that relationship is like is it because of that interview I don't know the ins and outs of that team to to say as a fact but it kind of feels like everyone else was like all right get it together today guys <laughs> yeah it's also Champions League it's also Champions League <laughs> yeah I I don't know how you f- felt about this Brandon but it, it was interesting when you when you said the uh, possession percentages earlier and the way that Chelsea played on the break so frequently today. This is actually the type of game that Lukaku could benefit from. <laughs> like the great irony of the way that we played today was that, you know, by sitting back a little bit more, by not living in the opposition final third for the entire match, I think he would have had a chance to run in behind potentially and do some of the things that he wants to do. But uh, I, it, it, you can't even think about that because again, the, the, the thing that I take away from this is that there is competency in the attack if we have this type of personnel grouping going. Look, I think, you know, it, a lot of people are looking at these, like, Lukaku chances and stuff, and they're completely different than today. You know, we're, we're asking people to hit 30, 40, 50-yard balls in behind, you know, to a running on Lukaku. Like, that is not easy to time uh, the weight of the pass and, and everything and assuming that the defender doesn't make a good play. Today, what was able to happen is they're able to make combinations around midfield, right, and almost draw, continue to draw the defense up so then they could then get in behind. I think that, uh, you know, Kai's ability to connect with Christian, they were both on the same page, and then Ziyech would kind of follow in behind and fill that space that they created between the midfield and the defense. Or N'Golo Kante with his never-ending engine would just be there and run at them. Uh, that's what created the chances. Like for whatever reason, Lille were not ready for Chelsea and the amount of times we were running at their back line as they were running towards their own goal is something that we haven't seen a lot, uh, recently this season, but that's when Chelsea and to be fair, most teams are at their best. Like 
the best thing you can do is get a de- defense to run backwards because they have a lot of different things to think of. So uh, Leo well, offered a lot of space for that to happen, and the and and Christian was up for it, Kai was up for it, and Ziyech was happy to have space and be left alone again. You you made a really good point about like the the midfield combinations. Like, there was clearly a game plan to go in out in out long. Like it happened multiple times in the game where Angola would pass the ball, run forward, receive the ball, pass it back, and then there would be space in behind because Lille were sucked in, right? They were trying to maintain possession, attack our final third. It, it was just a toxic combination for them because Kovacic is so good at those little deft movements in midfield to pass the ball, move, receive it, pass it. Like it was uh it was kind of a difficult thing for for Lille to handle and it resulted in a lot of really great balls in behind which was awesome jenny that's short short long how many times have you done that i was literally about to say <laughs> short short long i don't know if you saw i was like should i should i say the soccer yeah. terminology that we practice our soccer people are gonna love it like <laughs> that's a that's like a rudimentary combination like the pick and roll yeah. of basketball is like <laughs> a give and go in soccer then you've got short short long is like the intermediary and that's exactly nope. it but good for him for like seeing it even if he didn't know that that's like something that you train to do no that's awesome Tap, tap, whack. Um, is that what you called it? We do have eyeballs, you guys, which is fun. Um, which is fun. <laughs> so obviously, you know, I think Kai was was a lot of it, you know, got the first goal, uh, cut out a couple, you know, but again, he's he's got to get used to playing these positions. And I think a lot of people were really excited about what he brought to the table again. I mean, I think this is hard because it is a little bit of a one-off, right? You're playing Lille. They're away in the Champions League. Um, you know, Chelsea also just clicking and things are going well so i don't know if you can just roll like roll up to wembley this weekend and say yeah copy paste same exact thing it's gonna work against liverpool there's always a little bit of that you know european night where the players are way more excited about that than as we said crystal palace away last weekend um and then also the play styles of these continental teams are just massively different um but the other one that was a, a recipient of good form this evening was christian pulisic um someone who we've haven't really seen a lot of positivity at a last couple uh, appearances for him, but great effort tonight. Uh, found himself in very dangerous positions. Obviously got a goal. Uh, Naz tweeting, Christian Pulisic gets a standing ovation as he comes off. This follows chance of USA, USA, because, I mean, what else are you going to chant yeah, at him? Still haven't figured out a chant for him, <laughs> huh? Okay. Um, there's a very good chance that he starts the Carabao Cup final, maybe the beginning of another good run for him, question mark. I mean, we don't know, obviously. Um, but I think even the announcers, which, Jenny, no, no, um, I'm not labeling your colleagues as maybe anti-Chelsea with their bias at times, but I'm just saying <laughs> this time, even the announcers were praising Christian because it was like the 70th, 5th minute, whatever it was, and he was backtracking his ass off to put in a tackle to break up play with Renato Sanchez screaming down the wing. And that's what really got the fans to say, look, we know you haven't been great the last two times, but if you're going to do that for us, we got your back. Um, And that was just super great to see uh, Christian have a a great night out. Yeah, I know we have like a common interest in the U.S. men's national team as well. Just as someone who reports on that, it's really great to see this. Um, Hopefully it is a run of good form, like Nas said. Um, specifically because he performs poorly with the U S men's national team, because he feels like he needs to carry so much of the weight. Like he needs to come back and be such an impact. And 
like basically carry the U.S. men's national team because that's the kind of pressure that the team has put on him, which is not really the case that anymore with the U.S. men's national team. Well, maybe now because we're in so many injuries. Knock on wood. Um, but to my, see my him, blood pressure is raising know, every sorry. minute that I'm you talk sorry. here. I'm Just, sorry. <laughs> but to God. see him kind of not have that pressure and just be able to focus on himself and trust the players that, that are around him, whether that's Havertz and Ziyech and knowing that, you know, everyone in the back line has covered and he can do whatever he wants to do is, is freeing for him. And I think that that's really important as someone who has been open about, you know, mental health and feeling like he's been on a bad run and struggled up and down, had different injuries. Like that confidence is so important and it feels like it's coming for him. Yeah. This is a one-off potentially, but once you see that and have the crowd behind him, I feel like that's only going to feed him to like do better and continue to do better and regain that confidence. Yeah. I mean, look, I didn't really hold back on his performance against Palace. Uh, I think most people saw that as like me jumping off the bandwagon or whatever. And that's just not the case. I mean, I think nights like this remind you of how talented he is. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it was interesting, um, you know, not only positionally, he was playing in the position that he wants to play in, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that left-sided player who can cut inside, who can attack, who can play really crisp balls in to center forwards, make runs off, crash back the back post. Like, that's what he does. Like, And he's an expert at that. Um, when he's forced to play as a wing back or as a central number 10 and doesn't have the same passing lanes or same vision, I think that screws with him. So, you know, maybe... Uh, maybe we should play him in this position more frequently. I, I don't know. Um, it, it just, it, it's just, it's a little reminder though of the talent that he does have. And I think Brandon's point on him tracking back what is, is the point that I will come back to. Not only was he expert on the break tonight, and I mean really, really good. He showed a lot of awareness and uh, effort that I think people at times think he doesn't do, although I would disagree with that um, assessment. But the the tackle on Renato Sanchez in this, you know, off of a break, off our own corner, they got the ball and we're streaking downfield, and that's happened to a lot, uh, a lot to us this year, I should say, uh, was was really really sharp. And so again, I'm really happy for him. He's a streaky player. It's entirely possible he goes on an absolute tear in the next six weeks, and good things happen. Well, in the post-game interview, he said that he knew Conte was going to get him that ball. And that is maybe a little bit different than when he plays with the U.S. men's national team. He doesn't know whether they're going to be able to get that pass off. He knows Conte can absolutely get that pass off and will get him the ball. And and there's a difference there. So obviously, maybe he hasn't been playing his entire best with Chelsea. But for him to have that confidence and know, like, hey, these players can play around me. And for all of them to feel that way, like, everyone's going to play their role and they're going to do their job. It's huge. It's huge for you to be like, okay, I don't have to do extra because this person isn't going to do their job. I have to cover for them too. It's like, no, I only have to do me because everyone else will carry their own weight. It is, it's big. It's big. Well, and the goal was good. It was a good goal. It was I mean, great. It was, you don't have to downplay it. Those little mini touches were awesome. Yeah. And it's, again, <laughs> it, it, it shows you like it showed patience in the run. And it showed uh, patience in like a moment of uh, intense pressure, right? To to play that ball around and have a deft little finish there. So, uh, you know, that was only countered, Jenny, by your assessment of his dancing. After, oh, I knew you I were going to we, do this. We need don't to expose me like, like that. The people, of dancing. Don't expose me like <laughs> the, that. The people need to understand your stance here, I think, more 
I give him props for having the confidence to pull something off like that. I couldn't. I, I haven't even tried to do that. Look, so, okay, you guys didn't see. Can we clip him doing that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, what was your go-to celebration? You go the front flip? I can do a front flip, yeah. Um, I've done my I homework. would do those. <laughs> Who can wow. do one of those, really? Wow, Nick, now we're going to put you to the test for, for acting like my front flip wasn't hard. It's hard. <laughs> no. I would break my body Nick trying to do that. Nick on the shoulder somersault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear a back flip is easier than a front flip. Oh, front flip's way harder. That's the, I can do a front uh, Everyone flip. at Arsenal got mad at Aubameyang for doing them because it hurts your knees. It's a terrible thing for your knees. I don't know why I said I can do that. I could do them back then. I can't, I'm not saying I can do them now, but... Um, First, acting like it's such an easy thing to do, Nick. I expect a video. All right. Yeah. Please bother yeah, him about that. Line it up. <laughs> Literally when pigs fly. Okay. <laughs> Look, Christian is a kid of the TikTok age of the Fortnite. Look, he did the gritty, right? And clearly he's a Bengals fan is is what I'm getting out of that. But, uh, sure. you know, yep. it, it makes sense. Um, at least he got to celebrate, got to show it off a little bit, you know? I don't know. Um Dan put in here, asked if his left-sided superiority. And I think we'd say probably no, like the combination between him and Alonzo, but it was good. I mean, Alonzo was a very advanced position. I think one other thing Dan said in the last episode um, was that Kai, Christian, even like a Timo, um, they want the ball ahead of them, right? They want to move towards goal. They don't like the ball uh, with their back to goal. They don't like the ball uh, at their feet, which kind of kills the momentum. And I think we saw that. Kai and Christian were running near each other a lot. And there's even a couple times actually where Christian was dribbling too much and didn't get his head up in time. But they were always looking to go forward, be direct. And I think, again, when you put uh, players in those situations, uh, it, it worked today because they were able to, like I said, just be really direct, go to goal. And that was something that that played off well. So... Um, this, this is what's always bothered me about like the Eden Hazard comparisons, though. Eden Hazard could go from a dead stop to gone because he had the lateral movement and the center of gravity to pull that off. Kristen's not that player. He wants a player to commit to him one on one and then go whoop, yeah, and, while moving, which is an insane talent to have as well. Like it's a whole different type of movement, though, and. You know, uh, there are a lot of people who are criticizing his one-on-ones and his take-ons and a bunch of stuff this year. And, of course, they haven't come off. Like, he's not had a career season. Like, we can all say that. It's fine. But the little stuff that he was doing tonight, the little deft movements and things to get around opposition, to control the ball and transition, all that kind of stuff, I thought was really good. And I'm I'm really happy for him. I mean, he needs a break here. Hopefully he gets started again. Yeah. Um, so the next one we want to shift off of the attack and, and talk about the continued mystifying and mesmerizing case of Tiago Button. How in the hell does he keep doing this, Jenny? You, Jenny, you and this I, is your segment. <laughs> you, you and I sadly had to retire much earlier, uh, specifically me <laughs> than you, and now both of us than him. 37, doing it on some of the biggest stages. Uh, oh, my God. Is it just yoga? Is that is that a secret? Pilates, maybe. You know what? I'm going to give props to his wife. His wife seems like she is so supportive of him. Yes. Yeah, that's probably her. She probably she's does that all wife. the right things. She's that wife that's like, no, 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 Tiago, get your ass out there and go do your work. All right, and stretch. You know, yeah, she's probably like probably. his personal trainer. 
whatever it is she has something to do with it that's all i'm saying um i love seeing her on the on the screen we we had her on on champions league stuff and she's like pointing at her jersey she seems like such a great personality um it was incredible i couldn't keep my eye off of it like today i was so annoying on social media literally i don't tweet that much during games i try to stay away from like the in-game tweeting no i was so annoying because it was so obvious that he just positions himself so perfectly. And I know that you guys watch him week in and week out and you can see that he does this, but today was just like obvious. Obviously this man is thinking three steps ahead of everybody else. I I was so impressed. And I, I mean, I was annoying on, on Twitter and and was saying like masterclass, like someone should have an ISO camera on him and see where he's moving before the play, maybe like three, four steps before the play, because he's reading it that far ahead. And it's incredible. I, I mean, yeah, it's the experience, it's the age, but it's just being that damn smart. He has to be smart as heck to to continuously do that. And for so long, 37 years old, gosh. Like, at the damn, top, but, like he's not been at yeah. little clubs either. You know, AC, PSG, um, you know, now Chelsea. and, and he's just, Did PSG do him dirty, if I remember correctly? Well, I don't know. Do you consider let him go on a free doing him yeah, dirty? Yeah, they did him dirty. They did him dirty. Uh, big ups for Chelsea. Actually, Janique just yeah. tweeted that and I retweeted too. She goes, <laughs> she, what did she say? Remember that, uh, PSG just gave Silva away. LOL. Like th- <laughs> correct. They were like, you know what? We think we're going to go in a different direction. He's like, cool. Got it. See ya. And, uh, that worked out quite well. I wasn't I, I even asking give. that like in a funny way. I like actually didn't remember how yeah. that worked yeah. out. Let his contract yeah, they- run out. Bosman. Yeah, they they lost the Champions League final, and then they were like, "All right, well, you can you could leave now." And it was like, "Okay, sure, come on over, big dog." Uh, he is unbelievable. I'm going to credit uh, one Dan Dormer uh, with one of the tweets of the day. Uh, <laughs> Dan took a, a Simpsons gif uh, <laughs> that says "Cowabunga dudes," and it's clearly an old uh, Simpsons character. And he says, "How I'm made to feel watching Tiago Silva." And being constantly reminded by announcers that he is also 37 years old. <laughs> yeah, Dan and him are the same age, yet they, they've got like a very um, geriatric version of Bart Simpson here holding a skateboard. Uh, a lot of wrinkles, a lot of flab. Uh, Dan, yeah, like, it's not that bad, man. They don't even, like, no offense to Dan, they don't look like the same species of person. Um, this is a, it's a completely unbelievable reverse aging technique that he's putting in. I mean, it... Uh, Positioning, unbelievable. I think one of the moments of the match is, you know, Mendy in the 94th minute slips on a free kick. Ball goes bombing right at Tiago Silva, who handles it, gets it out and clears it or whatever. Casual. Right after the match, Mendy goes over and just hugs it <laughs> as hard as he can. He's just like, oh, God, you just like bailed me out of one of the dumbest mistakes I've ever made. And yeah, he's un- he's unbelievable. I mean, that. It is when Jenny says it's obvious, I think it's obvious to me at how Andreas Christensen was positioning himself in this match and how Tiago Silva was positioning himself. Tiago was moving up, trying to take away uh, passing lanes, trying to make sure that the rest of the line was staying intact so that we could play offside traps and all sorts of stuff. And Christensen was just worried about his guy, you know, and it just. Again, it's it's more mental than physical, obviously, but it is so impressive to watch him work 
you know, to do his thing. And every, I mean, you don't even have to take our word for it. Every commentator, when they watch him play, is like, that's unbelievable. Like, that is simply fantastic. What a player. Yeah. And he's, the, like, very non-problematic. I've never heard, like, a problematic thing about him. Oh, he's he's a genuinely easygoing Brazilian <laughs> with dude. With his high school sweetheart, happy with his family. Like, life is simple. Oh. That's beautiful. Yeah. There's he's some pretty uh, older man, pretty you know? terrible uh, throwback photos of him and Belle. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's right. You had to grow up and go through puberty, too, because yeah. <laughs> rough years, Tiago. Uh, he got out of it. Uh, Jenny, you're talking about how, you know, he's like three steps ahead in reading the play. That's the one thing I think we miss on the TV, right? Because you only get to see kind of what's on the ball and around the ball. And like when you're in person, that's why we always love to get those, um, you know, perspectives and guests on because it's like you just see it so much differently. And, you know, you, you get to see the whole view, the tactical cam view in FIFA or whatever it may be. Um, but to put it in perspective, uh, add up to Joe tweeted 12. Chelsea's 37-year-old center back, Thiago Silva, won possession 12 times tonight against Lille, the most he's ever done so in a Champions League match, which was also his 94th appearance in this competition. Rock. That's so crazy. That's crazy. Uh, we, if we're going to put his age in front of his name, can we also put European champion and, uh, and, and world champion as well, just as far as giving accolades here? You know, some people like just want to say that they played in the Champions League one time. One time, like I played in the Champions League match. Pushing that Centurion. Yeah. And he's this back next season. 90, 94. Oh 94. 90, he's oh, that's he's back next season. You assume we're going to be at top four. You're, it, like he's going to hit 100. That's incredible. He could hit 100 this year if we win it. <laughs> what a wild ride that would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, Jenny, we touched on it, but did you want to talk about the, the masterclass for Tiago that you're offering, uh, 10% royalty for? It, I'm just saying that if somebody gets an ISO of this game, can, can somehow get like an aerial cam and just be on him. I feel like you could actually make money off this. Like I, when I was growing up, I watched videos of like players, not, not necessarily an ISO cam, but like you learn from certain professional players. Like I have those like soccer tapes that you know, that are only sold in like specific soccer stores to be a better player. When I was younger, Yeah, you could absolutely make this video of, I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. If I'm like, so like old, like, are, yeah, you, you guys know, but like, are the young people on Twitter? Like, what is this girl talking about? Like YouTube highlights, <laughs> make money off the of youths. this, <laughs> but we had those DVDs of those players, you know, that, that were, I, I had Maradona, like Maradona highlights for days and days and days that I would watch over and over and over again. The amount of times I watched that DVD, if you did that so for Thiago Silva and this, yeah, <laughs> for Thiago <laughs> Silva in this game, I really do think that it's like a good lesson for center backs, Nico or just any the, player awareness wise. Nico did the uh, voiceover in the remaster edition of that, Nick. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent right. Yeah, it was the crowning achievement of his life. Um, uh, it turns out though that Thiago Silva is is genuinely good. Uh, Squawka saying eighty nine percent pass accuracy, ninety six touches. 12 recoveries, as, as Brandon previously stated. Six clearances, five aerial duels contested, 4-1, two shots blocked. Uh, one of them was expert, by the way, uh, and one tackle, one interception. Like, I know he's a center back with possession, but 96 touches, and you think about the other day, Lukaku had seven. Like, I know it's different, but, like, bridge the gap. We got we to gotta bridge the gap. Yep, but, that, but that's 89 more. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, lastly... Uh, Angolo doing Angolo things. Uh, good to see the Frenchman back. 
operating on another level, quite rightly so, is Dan Wright's uh, at Squawk again, saying his game by numbers, 91 pass accuracy, 68 touches, 19 passes in the final third, <laughs> 10 ball recoveries, tw- six duels won, four tackles, two interceptions, two take-ons, two chances created, one assist. He was brilliant. The definition of a box-to-box midfielder. Uh, he is, on his day, still the best player in the world. <laughs> I mean... On his day, like not, it's not been every day this year, to be fair. And I did tweet at one Brandon Busby during the match that his absolute scandal of saying that he was playing poorly before this match, uh, I think N'Golo heard you loud and clear, <laughs> turned up today, as the kids would say, and uh, and put in a shift. Yeah, Christian, yeah. N'Golo, there's a few people that showed up today. It was good to see. Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, you know, just mind-boggling a little bit, Jenny. That Grant DeSmith, friend of the pod, tweeted, Conte has won man of the match in five of his last eight Champions League knockout matches. It gets forgotten that he also won the individual accolade away to Atletico Madrid in the knockout stages last season, plus two semifinals. He won both wow. of them, the final and tonight. So it's kind of his thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I yeah, haven't seen this tweet, but that's wild. He he, like he wouldn't have gotten it against Porto, but like got against Atletico Madrid in the round of sixteen. Apparently, took the Porto legs off, and then came back against Madrid, won both of them home and away, won the final, and now he's back in his first Champions League knockout stage. Won it again, no competition. You know who's gonna win it next time? <laughs> Golo Conte. Conte. Wow. I mean, there's really nothing you can say about it. Like anything that we can say we've seen before, like this man is incredible. I, I would agree, Nick. Best player in the world right now. I haven't really thought about it. I don't on his day. On his day. Uh, not not all the time, not consistently. I think probably Mbappe is more consistently the best player in the world right now. I don't, like, don't want to talk about him. Maybe Salah, but I, I don't know. Like, but again, if you're in a big match across the middle of the pitch, you, he's got to be top three in the world. Hands down. If you're building a team from scratch, you need someone in the middle, especially he's adding assists and chances created. If you were doing a draft and, and you had a number one pick and he was up, I mean, it would be him, Salah and Bappe probably in your top three for who you'd want to build a team. Around. Lewandowski. He's a, He's a match winner from midfield and he doesn't score goals. Like <laughs> true. Also it's, also it's unproblematic. Also unproblematic. Just saying. Yeah. Almost to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want him to cause more problems. Damn it. Come on. Uh yeah, I mean I it is it's astonishing. It is absolutely astonishing. I love the fact that him and Tiago Silva are getting noticed as much as they are because what they do is so hard. It's not the flashy stuff. It's not, you know, some of the stuff that Pulisic did tonight and Haver said it's really hard work. I mean, if he won the ball back three times in a row <laughs> in midfield from Lille. And it was it was just like, oh, yeah, he's back. He's doing his thing. Like, when he like does the rap tackle where he you're on his back, but then he like comes around you. You don't even know it and like pokes it away and is gone like that. That's just something that I haven't really seen many other people get away with. And it is so impressive. Squawk also putting out here that he has now provided three assists in his last six starts for Chelsea across all competitions against Liverpool, Brighton, and Lille. Again, a superb run by the Frenchman to slip in Christian Pulisic, which we talked about. Um, we've always known he was a defensive juggernaut. 
we've always laughed that he's not good at scoring goals, yet he had a triple meg against Spurs in the League Cup, uh, yet he scored against Palace when we were there a few years ago. It's just not often. Um, and But if he can get assists, we'll take that all day. Like, create something. You don't have to be the one to finish it. Um, but, like, goals have always been a problem for the midfield with Chelsea Jenny in the last couple of seasons, Jorginho, even Kovacic, uh, Kante, Ruben, whoever's kind of been there, Saul. Like, there's not a lot of goals in those players. But what you would expect from midfielders would be, at a minimum, playing in key passes, creating chances, and getting assists. Question for you guys. Is this, is this okay? Question? The patented Jenny Chen I know. Question. I'm sorry. I'm just curious. I am not following Chelsea as much as I used to because I'm not working anymore. But, I mean, I do because I like the team. And I fight with everyone about Chelsea. Just so you guys don't don't think I traded you or anything, I'll fight anyone for Chelsea. Um, <laughs> traded us when when Kovacic, I hope you got some nice return. You know, I mean, geez. When Kovacic goes out, um, and it's not Jorginho. Did anybody raise an eyebrow, or is it just because you're already like late in the game, confident? Like, what 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 is there a story behind there that I'm missing? I was surprised. I don't know how you felt about it, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, you want. Loftus cheek to play, get some minutes. Seeing him come on is a good thing. It's a little bit of a closer role, probably you could say in that sense, where he can disrupt, be a little bit more defensive. Um, but like Kova's been electric lately. Um, I think a lot of us are trying to say, nah, he's not that good. He's not that good. But like, kind of keeps putting in performances. You're like, no one else in that midfield, bar Conte on his day. Uh, but between Jorginho, Ruben, Saul, um, like he just is the seems like he's the most offensive minded player out of that bunch and it's something that the team desperately needs it's it's interesting though like i i didn't i didn't see the ruben thing happening and then i didn't see on top of it uh Saul. i think that was maybe even more surprising like that you if you're, you're too cool you took off kovacic it was kind of during that stretch period of the game where we were giving away a lot of possession and stuff like that. And so he, he made the midfield three, right? It was, it was Ingolo and, uh, and Ruben kind of in those more advanced positions with Saul kind of hanging back in the, you know, more of a number six role and distributing the ball or whatever. And I was shocked, you know, unless, unless Virginia was hurt and maybe we don't know about it. I know he's had some lower back stuff this year, but like, you know, that's your vice captain, you know? It, it was a little odd. Maybe saving him for Sunday. We'll see. Yeah. Sa- saving Golo Conte essentially for Champions League is we just kind of wrap that point. <laughs> we need him. Quick note, though. Kovacic going off hurt. Ziyech. Ziyech mm. going off hurt. Brutal. I mean, those, those two right now, those are two of the better performers in the team over the last six weeks. Uh, you know. Not, I'm, I'm not only just worried about Liverpool on Sunday because I think that's going to be even more fraught now, but it's it's brutal for Ziyech in particular because it seems like every time he just gets going, it, it, there's an injury or something, and he was grabbing his Achilles. Which All right, well, moving on from that real like, quick because I've had too many sorry. Achilles stories in our Chelsea podcast history. So... Um, yeah. As we look to wrap, Dan of the match, uh, glad Dan put one out. I mean, it's hard not to. Even put four options, right? It says, lots of strong performances tonight. This one will be highly competitive. Good old caps lock here. We got Christian, Kai, N'Golo, and Silva. <laughs> <sighs> Tiago won. 
Yeah. How do you like that, Jenny? It was all my tweets. It was influencing, you know? Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, that, that's <laughs> something we might have to look into. <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta pay for influencers to show the people what we're seeing. Obviously, they don't listen to us anymore. Angola got the official That's one. not true. Silva was big time. Kai with the goal. Christian with the goal. But it was, it was pretty evenly contested, Jenny. 32% for Silva, uh, 26.5% for Kai, 26% for Angolo, and then Christian coming in at 15.5%. Um, that's usually a pretty good poll when it's that close out of 860 mm-hmm. votes. 860 votes? We, yeah. You guys, I put polls won. out one time and I got like two votes and I never did it again. That's That shows you. Your <laughs> followers are much better than mine. Uh, we've been building this for years and uh, <laughs> people are excited for the highly anticipated Dan of the match poll after all the matches. So it helps, you know, it's all I'm, I'm going to put it's a poll like a out just Dan, to see. Though. Was it what color is the dress? One of those polls? Or? Yeah, like a, like a dumb poll just to see how many votes I get because I'm embarrassed now. 860 y'all are incredible seriously that was, that was only in two hours too so you know. okay okay you don't have to brag <laughs> yeah boy it'd be embarrassing if you got less you know i mean <laughs> we don't even have a check <laughs> yeah, wow back to uh, the check conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can someone on instagram get me a check mark apparently i'm not official for the love of god <laughs> can you say figure it out like the profile God. pictures holding a CBS mic. Like you think I that know. the algorithm would just put that in the verified bucket, but That's um, Nick, I know you weren't working today. Did you see any of the other uh, champions league results? Cause I literally have no idea what I'm about to say. I know you weren't working today. Thank you for that. Um, look, uh, PSG Real Madrid from last week was a really, 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 really bad game. Uh, Messi missed the penalty. Team. Yeah, neither team really wanted to win it. PSG ended up winning it through Mbappe at the end through an amazing bit of skill. He was pretty incredible in that game, but kind of a dull affair. Man City just blowing by, sporting Lisbon uh, 5-0. It was a casual 5-0 for them. Uh, it's easy to do that in the in the round of 16, not so easy to do it in the final. So uh, let's see. Uh, RB Salzburg, pretty decent draw with Bayern there. Bayern maybe not as good as I... I was anticipating they'd be knock on wood, please. Uh, Liverpool beating Inter at away, which is pretty impressive. Inter at home usually are pretty strong. Not on that day. Chelsea beating Lille. Villarreal drawing Juventus. Love that. Love that for Villarreal. Is that thumbnail of Marata hands over the face? Because I wouldn't be upset if it was. It kind of looks like yeah, it. Yeah, we'll go with it. Kinda I'll looks assume. Like it. Kind of like um, look, we're in the knockout stages of the Champions League, Jenny. It's uh, 2 nothing first leg, obviously second leg, but away goals don't count this season, which is very different. We'll see how this goes. Tuchel saying that he felt like most managers were on board with that change. I mean, just Chelsea fans, we've been on the brutal, heartbreaking end of the away goals, just decimating us. Iniesta with the volley, uh, PSG with Thiago Silva, and then David Luiz, uh, you know, uh, smashing headers and we're over it, so I think uh, just our our group of fans are going to be quite happy that this isn't a thing. But you know, you talk about Nick brought up the Mendy slip earlier. I mean, look, if Leo leave two one, they're in it. Two nothing is such an important lead to hold going into the second leg, even if it is back to France. Agreed. I don't know how I feel about the away goal yet. It's like too early to really tell. Mm-hmm. I know that you guys have history there, but just in general as a Champions League like excitement factor. Um, I enjoyed it the last couple of seasons, uh, but we'll, we'll see it. Obviously, style of play changes 
when there's an away goal situation. And now you can just play every game like it's a game. Um, but we'll see. It's too early to tell whether I like it or not, to be quite honest. But great, 2-0. I think we have a really good record together, guys, whenever I'm on the pod. I think so. Yeah. That's why we're contracting you through the rest of the Champions League run. I just wanted I mean, you guys to like know that, you know, so you continue to talk to me. That's all. Yeah, no, we've, we, we've booked tickets to St. Petersburg. We found your your name. We've got your ticket, like Road to St. Petersburg. Yeah. We're going back. Wonderful. I mean, run it back. Porto was fun. Let's Wait. do it again. I heard. I don't. I don't think I, it's going to be in St. Peter's. Yeah, I heard there's like potential. Potential. It will. It will almost assuredly not be in St. Petersburg. It will probably be Porto. back in Porto. Round two. Let's go. Let's I loved go. Porto. I loved Porto. It was great. I absolutely loved it. Most of it. Yeah. <laughs> For, for those who don't know what we're talking about, um, UEFA is probably going to move the final due to Russia invading Ukraine. So uh, that isn't great uh, as a situation. Is that what, and the third year in a row that it would get moved? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Twice for a pandemic, once for a war. So Invasion. Lovely. Things are going great. The last three years have really been good. a breeze, clearly. Just, yeah, loving it, loving life. Um, yeah. Excited! You're, so you're you're back with us to this Champions League run. Damn it, we need we need wins. Um, you got to talk to my yes. agent about that That's, one. Is the answer? Great. Love it. Send the Venmo deets. <laughs> uh, we'll lock it up. Send the <laughs> <laughs> your agent on Venmo, right? Good, perfect. Uh, we can we'll, do that. We'll just put out a quick poll if our if our listeners think that you should be on through the rest of it. Oh we'll Get a fair amount of votes. It's true. We could. I don't know. With all these injuries, I don't want to like you know ruin my streak here. All right, guys, have a great night. Boy, boy, boy. No, Jenny's been great having you back. Obviously, it's been a while. It's good to catch up as always. And and uh, it's, a, it's a fun vibe when you're on the pod, which I think is what everyone appreciates. So thanks for bringing it. Thanks, guys. I really enjoy being on with y'all. Nice. Well, it's great. Nick, obviously, put in the work as well. Dan, on doggy, doggy daycare duty, so I don't know what you think about that. I'll let Twitter decide how they feel about his performance tonight, but uh, we're up to now. All right, halfway is all the players are tweeting. We're only halfway done, so uh, more content coming to you before the League Cup final. Uh, prepare yourself. Get your pub plans ready for Sunday because they mm-hmm. will be busy. Uh, Liverpool mm-hmm. is the most followed team in the United States, so expect a bunch of... Uh, Let's say first-time fans to be at the pub. It's going to be busier than usual, so make sure you get your seats ready. Anyways, that's going to wrap it for us. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.